So, what's new? Well, actually, quite a bit related to the coronavirus. So, that's what I'm going to be going over. This may not be a comprehensive review, but there will be quite a bit to discuss. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. There is quite a bit of news to relate regarding tax issues and the coronavirus. I do not promise that this will be a comprehensive review of everything, especially when I'm later talking about state taxes. But there is quite a bit that I'll be relating here. Certainly, there will be updates in later episodes, but this is quite a bit of information that I'd like to relate to you. So to begin with, with the IRS, the biggest news was the federal income tax filing due date is extended from April 15th, 2020 to July 15th, 2020. Previously, what had happened was a deferment of federal income tax payments that were due on April 15th were pushed back to July 15th, 2020 without penalties and interest, regardless of the amount owed. So that deferment applied to all taxpayers, including individuals, trusts and estates, corporations, and other non-corporate tax filers, as well as those who pay self-employment tax. Now, there was quite a bit of pressure from tax preparation groups and other sources on the IRS to push back the filing due date. It is my understanding that the IRS was pushing back on changing the due date, but finally agreed to the extension. So one of the issues in the meantime was that people would be confused about the delay or the extension of the payment due date to July 15th, but not also the filing due date. But thankfully, now those are both extended. There should not be any confusion with the average taxpayer that both due dates are July 15. Now, some other IRS updates that effective immediately and until further notice, the automated collection system will stop all manual and systemic levies and notices, except for LP68, when the IRS is communicating that they released the taxpayer levy. Now, also, the IRS is generally remaining open for business, although employees capable of working at home will be doing so, and only limited staff will be available at physical office locations to help reduce in-person contact. If you did have an in-person appointment coming up, call ahead to be sure that the person you're planning to meet with will still be available. And I'd also heard that the IRS planned to cut staffing by 50% at call centers and processing centers to allow for more social distancing between employees. Now, also effective immediately, the Philadelphia Accounts Management Campus had closed, and as a temporary workaround that 
Authorizations can be sent to the Memphis Accounts Management for Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic offices. And then continuing on, the IRS temporarily closed all taxpayer assistance centers and discontinued face-to-face service throughout the country until further notice. The IRS is continuing to process tax returns, issue refunds, and help taxpayers to the greatest extent possible. But also specifically, IRS offices are closed in California, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and Washington State. And that there is an IRS webpage for coronavirus announcements and guidance. Now, certainly, the local closures and stay-at-home orders will affect IRS interactions. So certainly, check with your local office or check local mandates that are in place to see how that would affect you. Turning to the Taxpayer Advocate Service, they have announced that they will remain open to receive phone calls at the local phone numbers listed within the state map on the taxpayeradvocate.irs.gov slash contact dash us website, but they're suspending walk-in services until further notice. Employees capable of working at home are doing so. If you have an open case with a taxpayer advocate service and need assistance, reach out directly to your assigned case advocate by phone. If you're having a tax problem and not able to resolve it directly with the IRS, the Taxpayer Advocate Service may be able to help by calling 877-777-4778 for free assistance. They appreciate your patience and understanding at this time as they serve taxpayers in this virtual environment. The organization is fortunate that the majority of its staff are equipped and familiar with teleworking. But specifically, Taxpayer Advocate Service offices are closed in the following states, California, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Puerto Rico. Turning to the tax court, they began canceling dockets in March, but they have canceled now all scheduled dockets for April through June, and it basically extends through July 3rd that all of the scheduled dockets are canceled. So at first, the tax court location was closed to the public and receiving mail, but now everyone is working remotely. Mail will not be delivered to the court until the building reopens, so timeliness of mailing the petition or notice is determined by the United States Postal Service postmark or delivery certificate of a designated private delivery service. Petitions and other documents may not be hand-delivered to the court. Now turning to state tax news, the Missouri Department of Revenue extended the filing season to July 15, and late filing penalties will start on July 16. With the Kansas Department of Revenue, they have state workers on administrative leave for the next two weeks. I would think that when state workers return or are working remotely, that they would address the tax filing season after that, but they have not made any communications. Several states have been making their individual responses to the federal filing extension. States that have pushed back both filing and payment deadlines include Alabama, California, Connecticut, Indiana, Iowa, 
Maryland, South Carolina, Oregon, and Utah. I'd received an update from Tax Notes, and I converted that to a PDF that was 41 pages. I don't know if that is available to everyone, but there are public updates available on the KPMG website. It is quite thorough, but what I saw was from two days ago, so it is not necessarily current. Turning to bar associations, the American Bar Association canceled their May meeting, which was going to be held from April 30 to May 2nd in Washington, D.C. I was planning to attend, so I had to cancel my different reservations. In the meantime, the American Bar Association and several state bar associations are offering free webinars during this period. So if you're needing continuing education or just want to be informed, you might check with different locations to see if you are able to access their free training. Now, other local events related to tax have been canceled or postponed. There was one initiative that I'd been working on with the IRS for some outreach within Kansas. That would have been quite good, but that is postponed until further notice. There was a speaking engagement I was going to do in Kansas City related to taxes and disaster relief, but that has been postponed as well. So hopefully once everything dies down with the coronavirus, we can get back to the situation as normal, certainly for speaking engagements and other training. So now I will turn to the low-income taxpayer clinic program. Academic and other clinics have been unable to work on site, that they're trying to find workarounds regarding mail, faxes, phones, and other issues for schools, that monitoring and providing student work remotely is another challenge. I know one suggestion has been to give students research projects that they can do remotely, but that is certainly a limited suggestion, and hopefully we can provide work to students. Now, the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic Administration is allowing for potential further grant funding to allow clinics to work remotely during this time, that if people need to make purchases for scanning equipment and other equipment to work from home, that they could apply for funding. The LITC administration is waiting to reevaluate this year's project goals that we have submitted and other funding issues until mid-year. And at this point, they have rescheduled year-end grant reporting until April 17. They had postponed training for later on into this week. Now, tax notes, they have tax news related to the coronavirus available for free that is not behind their firewall. So if you're looking for updates, you ought to be able to find those on their website for free. And then turning to myself personally, Kansas Legal Services was being proactive regarding working remotely. And so I had been set up to work from home and I was glad that they were being proactive I will go into the Kansas City stay-at-home order, and that was going into effect the Tuesday of this week. 
So the day before, I went into my office, packed up my open case files and anything else I thought I might need to work from home, and basically brought different boxes home so I can work remotely. Washburn Law School, they are set up for teaching remotely through the end of the semester. Classes are now pass-fail this semester, and all exams are going to be take-home and open book. And the graduation ceremonies are canceled, that those are items for this semester. I know they were canceling classes scheduled for other countries, but I am not sure if any announcements have been made for the summer or fall semesters. And then turning to Kansas and Missouri, that Kansas City and St. Louis have stay-at-home orders. Within Kansas City, that was Kansas City, Missouri, which generally affects Jackson County in Missouri, but also Kansas City, Missouri blends into some other neighboring counties. In Kansas, that includes Johnson and Wyandotte in the Kansas City areas, but also neighboring counties of Leavenworth and Douglas County. So Douglas County includes the University of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas. Now, what does a stay-at-home order mean? They are basically asking for citizens to stay at home if they do not need to leave the house. It is not meant to be a police state that they're asking for people to comply voluntarily. So certainly with work situations, that essential work can continue. That can be a bit of a gray area with regard to essential work. So they were saying that if if you are not sure if your work would be essential to either when in doubt to stay at home or you could call into City Hall and ask about that. But people can go and pick up prescriptions, can go to the hospital, can go to grocery stores or different places for food, can go out for getting exercise, but certainly people are advised to take up social distancing, staying the six feet away, keeping your hands washed, coughing into your elbow, different things like that. When it comes to courts within Kansas, I do not remember the time frame, but uh, I think it is for the next two weeks, but they are all only on they are continuing the jury trials that were in place, but otherwise it is just emergency orders and hearings that would occur, that people are not meant to be going there in person otherwise, but they are available to receive electronic filing. So certainly several of my coworkers have limited work at this point because they're not having court sessions to prepare for or hearings taking place in their cases. Now, hopefully that is spurring people on to settlement, but certainly quite a bit of things are wait and see at this point. I'm going to be mentioning to my class today about different tips for working at home. Some of it will be items like 
taking a daily shower, changing clothes just to get in the frame of mind of working on a regular basis, to have set areas and setting boundaries with family members regarding where your workspace is and where your casual place is. So certainly you do not want to be doing non-working things during the day that that overwhelms you, but also making barriers or excuse me, setting boundaries so that you are not working the entire day that you leave your laptop and relax during the day as well. So hopefully we can all get used to the new normal until things resume after these coronavirus issues. So certainly everyone stay safe, stay informed, and I look forward to speaking to you further with tax updates. So thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.